0: Just Ghouly Things! Ooh. Hey, Boo Things, and welcome back to Just Ghouly Things, the Quarantine Spooky Story Special, episode 81. And we are your bootsiful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey! So, I know some of you guys may be wondering all right, so they've already surpassed 80 episodes. When are they gonna stop with the quarantine spooky story specials? <laughs> and that is something that Lily and I were talking about yesterday. And so, with things starting to open up around here, Lily and I are gonna both be going back to work very, very soon. We decided that the 85th episode will be our last episode for the quarantine spooky story specials. Um, but that doesn't mean that just ghouly things is over. We're just gonna go back not. to um, just once a week. Uh, And we'll be doing episodes that are concentrated on one specific topic rather than us bounce around a bunch of different ones. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed the quarantine spooky story specials while they lasted. Uh, We didn't think it was going to go on for this long, Um, (laughs) (coughs) but I was telling Lily, I was saying, I think 85 is like a good number to end on. Because it's like it's not ninety where you know you're kind of like oh we could have done ten it's more almost at
1: hundred yeah so close so
0: um and it'll give us enough time um for you know Lily to start you know back at her job for me to get back into uh, my job and kind of get back to normal swing of things um mm-hmm. I miss doing like our super super in depth in depth research uh, when we yeah, talk about different right? topics and uh, so if you guys have different topics out. That- you know you'd like for us to discuss on our weekly episodes that we're going to get started with um you know starting next week uh email us at at goscoollythingspodcast gmail.com but in the meantime we are still recording the quarantine spooky story special for what is it now it's going to be 81st, 82nd, 83rd, 84th, five more episodes, pretty much, um, where we just talk about everything spooky, kooky, ooky. I'm going to read five stories. Lily's going to read five stories. You laugh, you cry, you get freaked out, and we just talk about it. Yep. So, without further ado, Lily, will you do the honors of starting off the 81st episode? It would be my pleasure. Chip, chip, doodly, do. Lily, please tell me you know where that's from. That's from Drake and Josh! Oh, yes! Okay, good.
1: Of course. You can't slide a Drake and Josh reference by me.
0: I had to. I had to just throw it in there. Add a little flavor.
1: (laughs) All right. So, this first one. I have a couple long stories today. This is one of them. Okay. It's uh, called Personal Collection of Ghostly Encounters. Ooh. When I was young, I stayed in a three-room flat with my family. I have never actually seen a ghost or anything, but I have heard one before. I think I was 14 years old at that time. I had just returned from school and no one was home. It was bright outside. I threw my backpack on the floor and headed straight to my room wanting to use the computer. In my room, there are built-in cupboards just beside the door and the computer was all the way at the furthermost end of the room. It was a small room, actually. So like I said, I dumped my bag and headed to my room and went straight for the computer. I squat down in front of the CPU, and just as my finger was about to hit the power button, I distinctively heard a very loud whisper coming from the cupboard. It sounded like a child's, and it said, Let me out! It was very quick and loud, too loud for me to ignore or dismiss it for, someone, for something else. I was scared as hell. I froze there in front of the CPU with my finger still hanging just in front of the power button i froze for about 15 seconds i didn't even dare look sideways where the cupboard was i silently counted down to three and ran the hell out of my room i remember sitting by the front gate until someone came home i didn't tell anyone about this though i have a sister who claims she can see things i say claim because there's no way for her to prove that to me um and i don't i don't want to entertain her shenanigans that's such a that's such like... I'm assuming this this must be a brother, because that's oh, a brother for thing sure. to say. For sure. Um, let's see, where was I? Shenanigans, shenanigans, <laughs> shenanigans. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe she can, maybe she can't. Who can say for sure, right? So anyways, ever since we moved to this house, she claimed that there was a ghost of a small girl who carries a teddy bear and liked to be in my mom's room, apparently. I never saw her I never saw or had any slightest spooky feeling so I didn't believe it. In my room we had a double deck bed at the time and in front of that bed was the study table where I was sitting at one night doing my homework. My sister was sleeping on her bed behind me. So my back was facing the bed, right? And if she rolled to her left, she would face me and if she rolled to her right, she'd be facing the wall. So there I was doing my homework. I suddenly heard my sister say, she's beside you, you know. (laughs) When I turned around, my sister was awake and looking at me, or in my general direction, and I just gave her an annoyed look because I knew who or what she was referring to. She went on to say, she's just standing beside you, watching you. Needless to say, I told her to fuck off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's a brother.
1: This is me and my brother right here. To which she turned around and went to sleep again. We've since moved to a bigger flat, and I've never experienced anything here, but my sister has claimed to see my doppel- doppelganger a few times. Maybe I'll keep that for another time. The end. Ooh, we've
0: got a sensitive sister in the house. I think so, and like we said, that can draw energy. Oh, definitely. Um, but yeah, that is... A w- <laughs> I just love the way that this person wrote out this story. It was. It's such a... Um, it's such a perfect example of a sibling relationship, especially oh, really, yes. a realistic sibling relationship during a haunting. Like, even if you need to stick together during scary times, the brother's still going to tell you to fuck off. Oh, absolutely. At the end of the day. no question about that. It doesn't matter what's happening around you, they will still tell you, tell you to fuck off and that you're annoying. Mm-hmm. I'm not even. Yeah, I don't even have a sibling, right. and I know that's how it goes. It's just the way of life. It's it's sibling love. It's how we show love. That is that's funny. But uh I don't know if it's do you think that this is like a malicious spirit or do you think this is just a spirit that's attached to them or to the property and it's just kind of doing its day-to-day like, ghostly thing?
1: I feel like the one that like he heard like when he was turning the computer on just wants to be known. Mhm.
0: What about the one by his bed?
1: That, I think, might be kind of mischievous. Yeah. I just get, like, mischievous vibes from it. Not like she's watching... Because it wasn't she's watching over you. It was she's standing next to you.
0: Yeah. There's a a difference. Wording is key.
1: Wording is key. It really is. You can tell a lot from how something is worded. Mm -hmm. Did you see that meme that was like, If she says she's texting a friend, it's not a friend. If she says she's texting my friend, it's a friend.
0: Ah, wow. Mind blown. I've never seen that meme, but holy shit, is that so true. A friend versus
1: my friend is just completely different.
0: It's crazy how wording and body language makes such a difference in what you're saying. It really is and i think that that's we're like, scientists at this point. and that's why i think the problem is with like uh, social media and like how we communicate nowadays because a lot of the way we communicate even when we're fighting with someone is through text and i feel like text could be so misconstrued. No oh, one likes to pick up the, the time, phone right? and talk. It's all it's the through worst because,
1: text because you also can't hear tone.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like i love facetiming you just cuz i love facetiming you, but like the other day when like i was outside and i was asking you what your favorite goosebumps book was, I mm-hmm. literally, I could have easily texted you that, but I wanted to like actually talk to you and like get your reaction because of the fact that I just randomly brought up goosebumps, and I thought you'd appreciate <laughs> it. You know, like no one, no one younger than us. I feel like really, I mean, there's the few, you know, the few gold eggs, but you know, few and far between. A lot of them are like, oh, I'll just, I'll just text you. I don't feel like yeah, talking. Yeah, right.
1: Exactly. Okay, these young kids. Uh, we kids
0: definitely feel days. like old hags. Yeah, right. In there in she- there the Facebooks and the Twitters. The Twitterverse. <laughs> okay. So this is titled I experienced something and I don't know where to go about this. Um I'm terrified to go back to work. I work in healthcare, and I take care of people inside their homes. My individual went to bed, so I was just relaxing on the couch at his house while my co-worker was in a different room talking to his girlfriend. As I'm laying on this couch, I see something out of the corner of my eye, a pair of legs. I i don't think anything of it. I just assume my co-worker thought I was asleep and was trying to sneak up on me just to mess with me. Everything was good until I saw a second pair, and then I started to freak out because there's only three people in the house, and my individual was asleep in the room in front of me. And when I looked up, I saw an elderly woman. I saw her pure as day, crystal clear. I could make out every feature on her as she started walking to my individual's bedroom. I was terrified as an elderly woman had died in this house before and other staff have talked about seeing a woman or a shadowy figure in the house. It's very common, apparently. And when she got close to my person's bedroom where he was resting, I looked to see... An elderly man. He was running, but his legs were walking, if that makes any sense. He was way faster than his legs were moving. I can't really explain it. They both disappeared into my person's bedroom, and right as that happened, the door next to me creaked open. I was paralyzed with fear. I could feel something was staring at me or reaching out for me. I could just feel its energy. I felt so unsafe and had an overwhelming feeling and a sense of dread. I yelled out for my co-worker, and he ran in, and he closed the door Uh, And the door behind me closed. He witnessed it, too. And for the rest of the night, nothing too big had happened besides the shadowy figures and stuff moving. It's very common for small things like this to happen around the house. But I'm coming here because I've been freaking out ever since. No one believes me, but I swear on my mom I saw this old couple as pure as day. I can't comprehend it. I feel like they're following me, too. I just feel so unsafe at all times now. Does anyone know what I should do? Or do you believe me? The end.
1: Okay. Well, first of all, I definitely believe this person because you can't make that shit up. One thousand walking and running
0: at the same time. Hell no. And the fact that the the coworker even saw the door behind them close, mm-hmm. and that was just all in a sequence of probably a couple of seconds to a couple of minutes, where there there really isn't any inconsistencies in that story. I mean, one thing happened to, uh, one thing happened after another. Yeah, and then the coworker saw the closing of the door. So I don't see how this could have been a trick of the eye, especially two things, two beings. Yeah,
1: I, and I feel like like a ghostly older couple, I feel like that's just not the go-to for people who make up stories.
0: Yeah. I think that they should do like an EVP session, especially since this is somewhere where they work. They're going to be there a lot. Yeah. so I think communicating with the spirit or spirits is the best thing that you can do to start off with see if Mm -hmm. it's a malicious or a good spirit and kind of take it from there of what you decide to do because you want to feel safe where you work you know the world's a scary place so you shouldn't feel unsafe in a place where you work
1: yeah I agree I feel like I'd love to kind of hear the results of an EVP session after that yeah same same okay my next story is called my sister and i had the same imaginary friend years apart Ooh. to start off here's some background information i'm using fake names for privacy reasons about 20 years ago my parents moved back to my mom's childhood home in northern michigan shortly after my older bro- older sister was born older <laughs> uh six years later i was born My sister, we'll call her Lila, is now 21, and I'm 15. My sister and I have always been very close, and growing up, she took care of me very often. I still consider her one of my primary caretakers. Here is some info about the house. It is nearly surrounded by a lush forest, and we have a very large backyard. We have a long driveway that leads up to our road. On the road, there is a medium-sized cemetery with graves dating back to the early 1800s, as well as many unmarked graves. Both my sister and I would regularly take walks up to the cemetery as kids. It is a very short walk that takes less than five minutes. Anyways, let's get to the actual story. So strap in. A few years after my parents settled down in our current home, my sister was a toddler at the time and I was not yet born, my sister began speaking to an imaginary friend named Bobby. My mom would find my sister outside giggling and talking to herself. When asked who she was talking to, my sister told my parents her friend was named Bobby. My parents believed it was simply an imaginary friend, which is very common to have at around that age. Flash forward a few years later, my sister was approximately eight or nine years old, and I was still a toddler. I was very energetic, a curious child, and I would often walk around the neighborhood while my mom was asleep. Oh, that sounds safe. Uh, I was almost always playing outside or trying to go on some sort of an adventure. It was like any other day, and I was out playing in the yard. My mom came and checked on me. She found me giggling to myself and talking out loud. She asked who I was talking to. I told her. It was my friend, Bobby. She immediately remembered my sister's imaginary friend a few years prior who had the same name. My mother, being a superstitious Christian, picked me up and commanded Bobby to leave. She respectfully told him he was not welcome at our home. After that, I stopped talking to Bobby. A few years later... My mom and I were casually discussing my childhood when this came up. I had very little recollection of Bobby and only vaguely remembered having an imaginary friend. To this day, I am incredibly fascinated and perplexed by what my mom told me. My older sister can still recall her walks in the cemetery and her imaginary friend. I believe this is an instance of children and their ability to accept reality as it is without questioning it. I would like to think Bobby was just a lonely soul who found joy in playing with my sister and I. Please feel free to share your own story, your own theories, and possible explanations for this strange occurrence. Thank you for listening to my experience. The end.
0: Oh, I feel bad for the spirit. I feel bad for Bobby. I know, right? And what if Bobby is just a little boy? Yeah, or, I, just Bobby is just maybe even if he is. I mean, this does sound creepy, like an older man. Um, but just someone that was kind of like a Mister Rogers character, someone that just loved to help children and you know make kids laugh and be happy uh you know
1: like the mr rogers of ghosts mr bobby
0: mr bobby's neighborhood oh Oh, that's so sweet i'm team mr bobby oh that's such a sweet story and that that's nuts that both both siblings experienced the same quote-unquote imaginary friend which is not an imaginary friend it yeah, is it
1: seems like a not-so-imaginary friend, if you ask me.
0: Yeah, and I think even the mom knew that, too. Once the se- once the second child started saying that their friend was named Bobby, she's like, nah, uh, uh, uh.
1: this is not an imaginary <laughs> No, 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 no. Listen here. Your imaginary friend's
0: name is Billy. <laughs> not Bobby. Billy. Not Bobby. Okay. Uh, which one am I going to do? <laughs> okay, I'll do this one since I feel like we haven't had something like this in a while. Unexplained computer screen outside bedroom window? So, because of corona, I'm back living with my parents in rural Ireland at the moment, and I just had a spooky encounter. First time for this kind of thing. I was in my childhood bedroom and for some reason didn't close the blinds at night. I woke up at 4.30 a.m. and saw a light emitting from the window. Realized it was the reflection of what seemed to be a computer-slash-MacBook desktop but from outside the window, as if someone was outside on a ladder holding it up. I gazed at it for a few seconds and realized it was unfamiliar. The screen had different colors, but I was assumed I was mistaken because of haziness, But and this was only my laptop's reflection somehow. I then checked, and my laptop was closed underneath my bed. I promptly freaked, jumped out of bed, and threw my pillow at whatever this was, and it disappeared. <laughs> I'm hoping and assuming it was some kind of waking dream, which lasted for quite some time, although I'm unsure. If anybody has any thoughts, I would greatly appreciate them. Thanks.
1: Wow. Do you think we're living in a sim? We're living in a
0: simulator. That's what I'm thinking. One thousand percent. We are in some sort of matrix simulation okay so yesterday I was watching the movie The Truman Show with Jim Carrey which I don't know why I have been binge watching Jim Carrey movies for the past three days I watched uh, The Mask I watched Ace Ventura I watched uh, his uh, documentary Andy and Me where he Mm -hmm. talks about how he practically lived as Andy Kaufman for like over a year and like could not figure himself out again once the character was over um, which I found fascinating. You guys should check it out.
1: And the tr- I didn't know he had a documentary
0: at all. Oh, you should watch it. It's on Amazon. It's it's amazing because it kind of reminds me of like the way Heath Ledger was, and like the they say it's like the curse of the Joker role where people kind of get they um, like kind of possessed by this role, and yeah. that's kind of what happened to Jim Carrey. He was acting like Andy Kaufman. He was acting like Tony, which was one of the characters, and he would come into set and be drunk and he would smoke. And that wasn't like Jim Carrey at all. But he was like, I felt like I was Andy Kaufman. Like, I felt like he was in me. Like, I felt every single emotion that he would feel. And I just lost who I was. Wow. Um, And there's a documentary of, like, when they were behind the scenes. Like, I guess they had a film crew there just recording how he was acting behind the scenes. And it's crazy to see just the change in personality you see in Jim Carrey. And it's, it's scary and fascinating all at the same time. But anyway, um, the Truman Show is about Jim Carrey's character and how his whole life is just one big TV show for the masses. And ever since he was born, he was born as... So he was adopted into a family that um, they're all actors. Everything around him is just one loop. And it's in this Hollywood studio um, that he doesn't even realize, like, he's not going outside of the world. He's just stuck in, like, this, like, uh, in the studio that's, like, so much bigger, because it's the size of a town. And he's trying to fake, fi- he's like, starts realizing that everyone around him is, like, fake, like, they're all actors, and he's trying to leave to find his true love, who he met, who, in the beginning, had said, like, who's trying to tell him, this is all a simulation, um, none of these people are real, this isn't my real name, find me, this and that. And that kind of reminds me of that situation, like, what if we're all just living a TV show for something else?
1: What if I've something else is controlling
0: before.
1: us? You know? Or, like, what if I'm just living in part of my life that's flashing before my eyes at the end of my life and it already happened?
0: That's a trippy thought. That's yeah. a trippy thought.
1: I get in my head a lot. There's lots of thoughts.
0: And it definitely doesn't help that, like, sitting here during quarantine and you don't really have other things to focus on, I catch myself reading about conspiracy theories and, like, different theories all the time and it bugs you out like it really makes you think what really is the world and like where are like who are we what are we what are we really meant to do like this we are just pretty much like just one big biological machine that yeah. certain things work with certain other things and then after a while we're kind of like cars after one thing clunks out you know kind of we digress and it just kind of puts into perspective like what like what are we sorry i know this is getting like really really trippy but it just reminded me of that scenario we're
1: getting so existential right now
0: okay 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 i'm gonna freak myself out all right lily what's your next story okay
1: sorry i don't know why i'm apologizing what the fuck dude i apologize for so much for no reason
0: even stuff you're not even involved in yeah someone else trips and you're not even in the same room sorry yeah exactly exactly okay okay Haunted former Masonic temple.
1: Ooh. So this one's also a little long. So strap in. This happened to me when I was in college. Probably one of the creepiest and weirdest things that ever happened to me. I believe in ghosts. I have had countless experiences in my life that made it almost impossible for me not to. This still gives me chills whenever I think about it. I was a freshman in college and was heavily involved in the arts, theater and music specifically. The fine arts building of my college had quite a bit of history. It was built in 1916 and had previously been one of the largest Masonic temples in the city. This is fairly evident by the Masonic symbols adorning the building and covering the stained glass windows. I had heard rumors of secret passageways under the building that ran all the way into downtown, but I will say I didn't believe them. A few of my professors had told stories of seeing shadow people or feeling like they were being watched when they knew they were alone but I thought they were just messing with us freshmen. I spent most of my time in the costume shop. I should note the costume shop was on the sub ground floor, technically the basement. It was down to two It was down two flights of stairs uh, from the main entrance that led you to a landing with the costume shop and another door that I just assumed was a utility closet because it was always locked. I couldn't, put my finger on it but there was just something off about it to me on this particular evening i had finished rehearsal for a play at around 6 p.m and figured i would do a bit of cleaning in the costume shop while i waited for my roommate to meet me so we could go grab some dinner i was inside the costume shop when i heard a knock at the door i walked over and looked out of the small window to the right side of the door expecting to see my roommate but there was no one i opened the door and stepped out looking around I looked down the hallway to the left of the door to see if my roommate was hiding to freak me out. Nothing. I shrugged it off as me being tired and went back into the shop and shut the door behind me. I went about my business for a bit until I heard another knock at the door a few minutes later. I was more hesitant this time. I walked to the door again, looked out the small window. Still, there was no one outside. I tried to open the door, and while the handle turned, the door wouldn't budge. I pulled harder, thinking maybe the door was stuck, but it didn't feel like that. It felt like someone was holding the door shut. I looked out the window again and still didn't see anyone. Uh, I now, I was now frantically pulling and the ha- on the handle, feeling the fear rising in my chest. I let go of the handle only to have it start shaking wildly. Holy shit! Suddenly, it stopped. Everything was quiet, with the exception of my own shaky breath. Then, from outside the door, I heard the sound of a door creaking open. I gathered my strength and tried the door. It opened, and I cautiously walked onto the landing. The always-locked door was ajar. I called out, Hello? Is anyone there? I tried not to sound freaked out, but I was absolutely terrified. I pulled open the door, um... And was greeted by a pitch black staircase leading down. It smelled like a tomb that had just been unsealed after a hundred years. Musty and ancient. I felt the wall for a light switch, but couldn't find one. I reached into my pocket for my cell phone and turned the screen on. It was bright enough that I could sort of see as I made my way down the stairs. The walls were brick and the stairs were made of stone. Ooh. Uh, The closer I got to the bottom, the colder it became. I was on the second to last step, straining to see what was in front of me. It was a door, a large stone door. I was about to move to the last step when I heard it. A voice. It was deep and sounded like it was right in front of me. It only said one word. Welcome. I couldn't even scream. (laughs) Instead, I ran up the stairs, tripping at one point and skinning my knee and shin. Once I reached the top, I slammed the door shut and ran out of the building. My roommate showed up five minutes later to find me standing on the sidewalk, shaking. After I told her what happened, she went inside to get my things and locked the costume shop door. When she came out, she looked at me with a worried expression. That door was wide open when I went to get your stuff. Are you sure you closed it? She said. I just nodded my head. We walked home and didn't really talk about it. I didn't go back into the building until the end of the next week. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. When I finally did, I descended the stairs and felt a chill shoot through my body. I looked at a wall, where the do- I looked at the wall where the door had been, and there was nothing there. It was just a wall. Ooh. What? I thought I was losing my mind. I walked to the wall and studied it. My drama teacher happened to be walking by, and I stopped him. Wasn't there a door here? He chuckled. Yeah, they walled it up last week did it in a hurry too not entirely sure why though i always thought it was a closet or something end quote i can't say what i encountered that night was it the spirit of a freemason who never left their temple was it something more sinister i honestly don't know i spent a lot of time in that building over the course of my two years at that college and while i had other odd experiences they were nothing compared to what i experienced that one awful night the end what
0: the hell? <laughs> I think it's the spirit of a Freemason. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, and then the fact that right after that happened, it got, like, boarded up, like, as if like, trying to pretend like it isn't there. Yeah. Ooh. That's
1: spooky kooky ookie Imagine you have this experience, and you're just looking for validation,
0: and you the next time you're back there, it's sealed up. Yeah. I think, I think that that just proves that there are some things that we just aren't meant to discover or have a true answer to. And that is our answer. Yeah, I agree. I completely see what you're
1: saying there.
0: Oh God. (sighs) All right. My next story is titled high pitched voice calling my name over this past several months. I've noticed a voice calling my name before I fall asleep. Not every night, but a few times a week. Sometimes it's a generic voice. Other times it's a voice I recognize, I looked this up and have discovered it's common during the hypnotic state um, between being awake and being asleep. A metaphysical site I read said it could be your higher self or an angel calling your name. It's interesting. I never knew that. Um, Yeah. A couple nights ago, I had this happen, but it was different than anything I heard before. I heard a high-pitched voice that didn't sound human. It sounded quite similar to a voice you would hear from a Martian in in an old outer space movie. The voice said, and this is how I'm going to say it, Jason, how's it going? Jason. (laughs) (laughs) I am so sorry, guys. Uh, Please don't roast me. Um, Okay. It was calling my name as I normally hear it, but this time it had a strange high-pitched voice and actually asked me a question. What could this be? Was it just one of those pre-dream state hallucinations? If so, it's pretty sure different than my actual dreams, which are consistently nameless. Was it an angel or perhaps one of my deceased family members trying to make contact? The most disturbing possibility would be that it was some type of demonic entity. It crossed my mind because of the strange sounding high pitched voice. I even found something online that said demons are known to speak in high pitched voices as it gets more attention. I should be freaking Ooh, out after that. Yeah, me neither. I should be freaking out after reading that. Yeah, I'm not partly because I'm skeptical, yet still open-minded, that demons exist. The other reason I'm not upset over this is I didn't feel threatened at the time. It was just asking me how I was doing. That's actually nice. If it was a demon, wouldn't they say something more threatening? Any opinions on what this voice could be would be interesting to me. The end. Huh. Uh Uh-huh. Well, there's so
1: many possibilities. Yep. I feel like this is something just kind of saying, hey, I'm out there, I'm watching you, because they didn't seem too, they seemed like a little freaked out, but not like creeped out.
0: Yeah. Um, It's hard because like we've read in, in other things, is while it can seem like a good spirit, just trying to be like, hey, how you doing? Start a conversation, just make you feel comfortable. It could also be a bad spirit that's trying to, you know, loosen you up in a way and then take advantage of you, when they feel like you're the most vulnerable, yeah, so I don't know, and the high just a high pitch voice like that that doesn't really sound humanoid i I don't know. I feel very yeah, weird I'm not about a fan that. of that and especially since research has shown that a lot of times demons have a higher pitch voice, uh, and I'm like a little on edge about that, yeah. I don't think I'd be happy with hearing anyone say anything to me while I was just about to fall asleep, and there's clearly no one else in the room.
1: Yeah, that's where I'm at. I don't want to hear anyone talk. Good spirit, bad spirit, demon, humanoid, cryptid, Mr. Rogers. I don't care. I don't
0: (laughs) want to hear it. Rest in peace, Mr. Rogers. All right, Lily. Mr. Rogers. What's your next story? Okay. My
1: next story is called When I Saw a Shadow Person the void man I a 35-year-old female am not a religious or spiritual person so the few people in my life who i have told these experiences to are surprised that i would ever say that i saw such a thing or believe shadow people could exist i'm a logical person and i do not consider and i do sorry i do consider myself a skeptic even though i know what i saw and i know what that it really happened maybe it's just that i tend to be skeptical about most things I will as briefly as I can describe a little history of the house and the changes my family made to it because I believe it applies to what I experienced. The history. I'm originally from a small farming town in Washington State. My parents bought a ranch-style house in this town in the early 1980s, and we lived there until early 1993. The house was built in the mid-1950s and was known as a party house in the 1970s when my parents were in high school. My parents did a lot of work on the house, uh, as it was a little run down when they bought it there were many holes punched in the walls and doors the original hardwood floors were in rough shape and the family room and the original master bedroom had disgusting torn brown bra- brown and lime green shag carpeting ew <laughs> uh brown and lime green really that's the, that's what that's what you did with the place <laughs> i'm like a one woman hgtv right now For real. Sorry, anyways. The original master bedroom also had wood paneling on the walls. We tore out all the paneling and replaced the horrifying shag carpets with vinyl and new carpeting and renovated the bathrooms. The main change that my parents did to the house was they added a new master bedroom to the back of the house and converted the old master bedroom into a large laundry room slash sewing and crafts room for my mom. The new master bedroom was added on the other side of the master bedroom bathroom from the original master bedroom turned laundry room okay i mention all of this because during college i mentioned what happened in this house to a friend of mine who was really into the paranormal and she suggested that the renovations that my parents did in combination with it being a former party house where there had been drug use and possible violence stirred something up a solid theory it is Um, so one side of the house was set up as follows from the front to the back family room the new laundry room the master bathroom then the new master bedroom at the back the kitchen was to the right of the family room if you were facing the door to the laundry room and could be partially seen from the family room so now on to my experiences the void man i do not know how old i was when i first saw it or how old i was when i last saw it i lived in the house until just before my eighth birthday I was between five and seven years old, that much I know. I mostly saw it when I was in the family room. It would stand perfectly still in the doorway from the family room to the laundry room. It seemed to be staring at me, but it had no eyes. It was a pitch black void in the shape of a human. There were no discernible facial or other body features on it. It was a body with a head on top. The outline of the body appeared to be slightly fuzzy or misty. I would say it was over six feet tall. I should mention that no one who lived in the house was that tall. My mom is maybe five three, my dad is five seven and my brother was a toddler at the time, so it couldn't be me misremembering any of them. I would just stand there and stare back at it. I felt frozen and didn't know what to do or say. I felt like I couldn't speak if I wanted to when it was there. I remember feeling a sinking feeling when I saw it. I have one distinct memory of staring at it in the doorway to the laundry room, and I could see my mom working in the kitchen. She was standing at the stove and could have se- and could have seen it if she had turned her head to her right. She did not notice it. I named it The Void Man at some point. Starting... staring at it, sorry, was like staring into a deep void that would swallow me up. I don't remember feeling fear exactly... When I when I saw the full shadow person, it was more I couldn't feel anything. That was not the case for the other way I would see it. It would, it would like to peek its head around the door frames at me. Ew. <laughs> it would do it several times in rapid succession. That would terrify me. I think that was its imagination. I would usually go running off from my room or go find my mom. I would never... I would only ever see the void man in the laundry room. Never in any other room of the house. I only ever saw the full body of the void man from the family room looking into the laundry room, but it would peek its head around at me from both of the laundry room doors, the one leading into the family room and the one leading into the master bathroom. If my parents ever saw anything, they have never mentioned it, and I have never mentioned it to them. I'm sure those out there there are those out there that will say you were young you must be remembering wrong or you made it up at some point and then it became real to you over time i wish this was the case i really do but i remember the void man more vivid more vividly i know that i saw this thing whatever it was we moved out of that house in 1993 and moved into one we had built i have never seen anything like what i did in that house ever again But the experience has followed me for my whole life. I have a nervousness about open doors and what I might see on the other side. The end. Wow. The Void Man. I know. That sounds... That
0: sounds like something really out of the heart. The Void Man.
1: Um But I... I agree with what um, the one person said about it, kind of maybe kicking up energy, doing all these renovations, it having been a party house. There's a lot of energy there.
0: Definitely. And
1: and maybe something kind of stirred up.
0: I I definitely could see that being a possibility, 100%. And I yeah. think that it's hard to say, you know, to someone, oh, you know, you just made this up or, You thought of it for so like this was in your imagination for so long that it actually became a reality for you. When this is someone that, even to this day, has kind of triggers of like things that remind this person of the paranormal experience, things that like freak her out or him out to this day. Um, Yeah, I find that very hard to believe that this could be from something that didn't actually happen.
1: I feel like she. I feel like. I don't know. I just feel like she is t- telling the truth. Because I've read stories before, and they're like, I'm a medium, and this happened to me, and it's just like this crazy story, and it's just not believable. But this feels real because it's just vague enough.
0: Definitely. I mean, I like we've read, now we've read over 800 stories, right? And there are some stories that we yeah. read that, you know, because a lot of times we pick it by the title, and if it's a good length story, because we like to read it live, so, you know, we have authentic reactions just as much as your authentic reaction of listening to us. Mm-hmm. And there are some stories that seem a little off, you know. There are some that's like, yeah. okay, this seems a little ridiculous. Uh, we never put them down as like completely, you know, fake because we don't want to make people feel like their story can't be heard or that it's not true. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you could definitely tell differences when something's a little more exaggerated, and this story doesn't seem to be that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I think this really happened, and I, I, I really, I, I'm a firm believer that it was the renovation that might have kind of drawn something.
0: I think you're 100% right.
1: I love what I'm
0: right. It's so <laughs> rare. Okay, my next story. You're ridiculous. Okay, my next story is titled, My Parents' Paranormal Stories. These experiences are from my dad when he lived in his haunted childhood home outside of Melbourne during the late 80s, I'm sorry, late 60s until the late 90s. These stories are told from his perspective. Here it goes. I was around 12 when this happened. I had just left my bedroom and was strolling through the hallway when I heard someone whisper, "Angel." Right into my ear. I immediately spun around, searching for the source of the voice, but there was no one there. This chilled me to the bone, but all I could do was shake it off and continue on. As I entered the kitchen, I noticed that my mom was cleaning one of her angel statues. I, of course, was freaked out and could only stare dumbfounded while my mother obliviously continued her task. I was asleep in my room when I was awakened by the sound of my watch that was built-in shelving Um, Oh, that was on the built-in shelving of my bed being lifted up and dropped three or four times. I was on the top bunk of my bed, which had a light in the corner shelf that never worked. I then heard the light switch being turned on and off over and over. I sat up and felt that it was ice cold. All noises stopped. I was terrified. It had never come into my room. I hid under the covers till I eventually fell back asleep. When I was in the bathroom, I heard someone walk out of the separate toilet. If it was someone, I would have seen them walk by, but no one did. One time, we set up a prank for my sister. We slid a spoon into the top gap of the closed door, when a balan- uh, then balanced a tin full of forks and spoons on top. When it was opened, they would fall and scare her with the loud clanging of the utensils hitting the floor. Not long after the preparations were completed, we heard the door open and the prank being triggered. We knew no one had gone to the room, yet... Uh, so upon hearing this we rushed to the room and saw all the utensils scattered on the carpet and the door wide open there was no wind to push it and it wasn't a gentle opening it slammed open instead of being afraid we were annoyed we had to put so much effort into this prank and the ghost had ruined it my o- <laughs> my older si- my older sister was sitting in the living room and she felt something sit on her her dog started growling with his hackles with his hackles I don't know what the fuck that is hackles up staring at something on her she yelled get off and immediately after the weight lifted and whatever was with her had vanished my parents talking about you know the the father uh, the parents are long dead so the house got sold the new owners were doing major maintenance on it but all of a sudden they stopped it looked as if they dropped everything and had left they sold it after two years we still drive by it every now and then and it looks abandoned the ghost never liked anyone altering the house, especially their room. Even when we lived there and my parents replaced a new room in the house, my older brother and sisters did a seance, and the ghost replied that it didn't like the new addition to the house. It told them to look out the window and then spelled out BOO on the Ouija board. I didn't always experience paranormal activity just in the house, though. My aunt died, and we went we went to her house in Nambour, Queensland to go to her funeral. She had an open-plan kitchen and living room. I slept on the couch, and in the middle of the night, I heard the clinking sound of dishes being washed. Everyone was asleep, and it would have been strange if someone did that in complete darkness. This terrified me. I couldn't see a thing, so all I could do was lay there until I somehow drifted off to sleep. Now, these are the st- now, that was just the father's experiences. So let's just dissect the father's experiences so i think the experiences from his house and the aunt are completely unrelated and i think that they're just two different entities i agree um and i do think that this spirit at the parent at you know at the father's house was extremely intelligent and just like to fuck with the kids it seemed like it, right? Like, yeah. like you whippersnappers. I, I am going to, yeah, like, you know, like, just trying to give, like, little kids shit, like, just trying to freak them out because they're annoying and you just want to kind of get back at them for being annoying. This is how I feel yeah. like the spirit is reacting to the kids. Yeah, you know, I can see to, that. I can really see that. Like, fucking around with their pranks um, while they're doing a Ouija board, which is a big no no, you know, having them look out the window and then it's spelling out boo, like, trying to f- scare them and fuck with them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't see anything mean with the spirit. You could just tell that the spirit's, um, the spirit definitely just wants to make itself known and, uh, you know, tell tell them I'm still here. So don't fuck around with me or with the house, because I'm yeah. gonna let you know how I feel. And clearly I, didn't like I the feel, new owner. I feel I feel the same way. Yeah. Okay. So now these are the stories, of the experiences that my mom has gone through. So this is in the mom's perspective. When I was in my early teens, I had invited my friend over for a sleepover. That night, I had offered her my own bed while I slept on the floor on an inflatable mattress. In the morning, she told me that she felt my bed shaking during the night. I casually laughed and said that happens all the time and that I'm used to it. She looked at me wide-eyed, asking why it shaked. She thought she had been losing her mind. It felt like someone was, at the end, rocking it like a baby's cradle. It was a regular event that I had grown used to. I never found out what the phenomenon was, and to this day, it is still a mystery to me. "'My husband and I were seated at the dining room table "'when all of a sudden the chair across us "'slid out from under the table. "'Thinking my husband was pranking me, "'I laughed and blamed him for it. "'Glancing over at me nervously, "'he said it wasn't him and that he did nothing. "'As paranormal things were normal in this house, "'we just shrugged and went about our business "'thinking nothing of it. "'To this day, we both swear "'that it was neither of us who touched the chair. "'This is a nice experience that happened to my mom "'at the house she lives in now. "'It was during a particularly dry Australian summer "'during which the appearance of rain was exciting.' (laughs) On a hot hot summer's (laughs) afternoon, we were all outside in the rain, cooling down and having some fun and games, when suddenly the advancing lightning storm was upon us. After a huge thunderclap, we all ran squealing and laughing inside the house to dry off, all except Mom. While standing on our veranda, watching the steam emanate from the hot concrete, she felt the hairs on the back of her neck rise as as if she was being watched. Following this feeling, her gaze shifted to my car parked in the front yard. Just after a deafening thunderclap, she shockingly saw the spirit of our family dog named Gypsy, who had just recently passed away and was buried in the front yard. She was she was standing on the front seat of my car with her paws on the headrest. Ooh. I know, little Gypsy. Gypsy turned to her with a doggy smile. Mom felt like she was just letting her know that she was fine and that she missed us. As soon as she thought to herself, what the hell? She disappeared like a mist. So there you go. Here's my stories and... That my parents have told me throughout my childhood. I hope you like them and let me know what you think. Wow. I love these family stories. I love the dog stories. That's my favorite one. That was the best one to end on. I love dog stories, especially when it's dog stories of like, hey, hey humans, you know, I'm okay, I'm happy, I miss you yeah. guys. So sweet.
1: Oh my God, my mom was a light the other day. And she looked in the car next to her. And in the back seat, there was a corgi
0: wearing a bow tie. <gasps> oh, my God. Protect that dog at all costs. I know. I was on a hike the other day. Um, we went to the, it's called the Stairway to Heaven. It's like this super crazy, a lot harder than I thought hike that's in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a dog friendly one. So we brought Loki. And there okay. was a dog there that had the fur and the body of a lab. Like I mean, I'm sorry, not a lab, a golden retriever, Mm -hmm. and the and the legs of a corgi.
1: I love that. So it was a minimized retriever on any
0: dog. Oh my god, Lily, you would have died. It was the cutest dog ever. So freaking cute. So freaking cute. That just reminded me of it. Sorry. All
1: right. Anyways, enough dogs. Time for the my last story. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Something touched me while experiencing sleep paralysis. So it starts off, I'm on mobile, so excuse any formatting issues, which doesn't affect you guys at all, so I don't know why I even read that. Okay. I, male, 23, have experienced sleep paralysis on several occasions. However, never have I been physically touched or moved before until yesterday. I feel it is important to mention that I have slept a specific way since I was a child, That is, with a blanket covering the majority of my face, with a pocket-sized hole for my eyes to see a small amount out of, and for my mouth and nose to breathe out of. This is important to the understanding of the story, because I feel whatever presence I felt during my sleep paralysis purposely stayed in my blind spots while touching and moving my body. Ooh. Moving on to the experience. It was midday of June 5th, 2020, at about 2.50 to 3 o'clock p.m. when my experience occurred. I sharply remember waking up from a nap as my eyes pierced what little sight they could focus on due to the blanket covering a good portion of my vision, leaving just enough openness for my eyes to piece together what little I was able to see. That was poetic. (laughs) Uh, It was almost instant that I knew I was experiencing sleep paralysis. After the first few seconds, I was mentally aware of what state my body was in, shifting my focus to trying to force my body to move. With every ounce of strength and determination, I tried to move my body, sending signals to my arms and legs to move, but with no avail. That's when I felt it, the feeling, the presence of something standing over me. I knew something was standing in my presence, specifically in my blind spot where my blanket was covering the right side of my face, as I lay on the left side of the bed, away from the wall, facing away from the wall, motionless. That's when it happened. That is when I felt something caress the right side of my head, the blind spot. What felt like a hand palming the entire right side of my head. It began to slowly drag what felt like its fingers down, caressing the right side of my face as I tried screaming out loud with no luck not even a flinch. However, what happened next is truly what made me fearful. After a slow caress on the right side of my face, I began to feel my body move, but it wasn't me moving it. I felt my body start to shift left as I was being, ro- as I was being rolled over from the position on my back to lay on my left side facing the wall. It was when I began to feel the air in my chest disappear, I began to realize not only was I paralyzed completely, I was being pushed over and losing my ability to breathe. As I struggled for oxygen, I felt the tightness in my chest and throat area strengthen as I tried to mother, to mutter any words for help, only for nothing but the sound of my struggle for air to come out. When on my left side, I remember thinking, this is really it. Aww. Oh,
0: that's that is
1: fun. when I felt the bed's weight shift as if someone had sat down near the edge of my bed by my feet. Scared, breathless, and not wanting to accept or believe what was happening is when I finally felt my body shoot up, throwing the entire blanket off my bed, and as I was finally able to move, I stood up and remember catching my breath as if I just ran a four-minute mile, only to see nothing or no one but me alone in my room, door locked, sun out, mid-afternoon. Any ideas of what I might have experienced? All replies welcome. Thank you for reading. The end. What the hell? It seemed like something was fucking with them.
0: Oh, thousand percent. But what? Like, is it? Okay, so like, was was the sleep paralysis like a really bad case of sleep paralysis, or what? Like, what do you think? Because you've had sleep paralysis before, so you would know better than me. What do you like? What would you th- would you chalk this up to sleep paralysis? Um, I
1: I might chalk kind of the feeling of something being there with you up to sleep paralysis because it's a scary feeling enough to not have control of your body and mm-hmm. it comes out of nowhere especially for me it usually comes after nightmares so I'm already scared yeah um but I feel like you know if your body isn't moving then what's moving it yeah yeah I know that sounds really stupid, but I I feel like if your body's being rolled over by something, something has control over you.
0: Oh, definitely, yeah. Ugh.
1: So I feel like this is a demon trying to gain power of, of this. Was it a yeah man?
0: I was going to say it's definitely not a good spirit. No good spirit does that. No spirit goes out of their way to try to move you like that. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, okay. What happened to like ending on a good note, Lily? What happened to that? Um, yeah, that's my bad. Uh, well, it's okay, because mine's not that much better. Okay. <laughs> Mine is titled, I awakened briefly in the middle of the night. There were four people at the edge of my bed. So <laughs> this had transpired, transpired a few years back while my stepbrother was still living with me, to be precise. We would regularly experience many strange and unexplained things. This chief among them. One night, I sat up in my bed and opened my eyes, only to see four shadowy figures, one of which was extremely familiar, staring at me from the dark, inches from my feet. For some reason, I had decided to point my finger in their direction and whisper the word, you. I fell back asleep some seconds after that. the fuck? Okay, now... Because I was only half awake, this appeared not to bother me at all. However, when I fully awoke in the morning, I jolted up in shock and confusion. My brother's bed was behind mine at that time, so the first thing I thought was to ask him if he had heard or witnessed anything, and oddly enough, he told me that he had trouble sleeping that night, and supposedly he had overheard me getting up and whispering something unintelligible. The most intriguing thing about this is that when my brother was around, I would always talk in my sleep, and he would just happen to be awake to overhear everything every single time, ranging from eerie whispers such as that above to full conversations with things that weren't there. I was an incredibly active sleep talker, sleepwalker as well, apparently. I remember pacing back and forth through my apartment's corridor once or twice and even standing over my brother a couple of times. Oh god. Since he moved out, these events no longer seem to occur of such an extent, if even at all. And to this day, I simply cannot decipher who that one familiar character was. Make this what you, make of this what you will and give me your opinion. I'm hungry for answers. Any answers. The end.
1: I love the you. Yeah.
0: Who was that? Who huh. was that? Or Someone had, someone had commented this interesting point. They said, or your brother was conversing with spirits or demons around you. His was the familiar face, but he used magic to make you fall back asleep and forget. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, that fucked with me. Mm-hmm.
1: Because that what are the odds brain. that, like,
0: this was happening only when the brother was around? And the brother didn't even seem that freaked out by it, which I feel like any brother that would be experiencing this would be weirded out by this.
1: I feel like the brother's fucking around with a Ouija board in his room alone at night.
0: Yeah, check under his bed, because uh, there's definitely something weird in there. Huh. Yeah. Huh. So, on that note... That concludes this very weird episode of Just Schoolie Things, the Quarantine Spooky Story Special, episode 81. Thank you so much for listening, boo-things. And, Lily, do you have anything to wrap us up with?
1: Don't fuck with a Ouija board, even if it's for a prank.
0: I, th- I think we should just... That should just be the end of every episode until our last Quarantine Spooky Story Special. Because True. it's clearly not hitting home to any of you guys, so we've got to harass yeah, you. Cl- clearly... This is this is for this is in the interest of you guys, okay? We we don't yeah, want to keep doing repeating that. We're
1: not telling you for us. Yeah, we this is don't. for
0: you. I mean, we're we're okay with getting some spooky kooky ooky stories, but we don't want you traumatized or hurting yourselves because you decide to fuck with a Ouija board. We love our boo things. We don't want you being possessed or haunted by a spirit. Absolutely. All right. So here is all our social medias. Follow us on Instagram at. Just Cooly Things Podcast. Personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and...
1: At Lily Baldessari. Twitter. JGT Podcast. Facebook Like Page.
0: Just Cooly Things Podcast. Facebook Private Group. Just Cooly Things Podcast Group. Donate to our Patreon. Just Cooly Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience you'd like to share in our show, feel free to email us at... JustCoolyThingsPodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Five stars with a dope-ass review... If you don't listen to us on Apple podcast, screenshot your favorite episode, post it on your social media, and thanks again for listening, boo things. We will talk to boo tomorrow. Goodbye. Bye.